welcome to the podcast. My name is Brett Stakey. I'm a lifelong Iowa State fan. Um, basically, what I'm going to do here is just kind of talk anything Iowa State. And obviously, the season, the Big 12 Conference season, just ended. And Iowa State did not win a single game. They lost every single one of them to every conference team twice. Now, that being said, were they all blowouts? Were they all terrible games? No. <laughs> but a large majority of them were. Uh, basically, what you had in this team <clears throat> was players that I think had potential at the beginning, but not very much. We lost a big player in Tyrese Halliburton last year who is tearing the Kings. And THT, Taylor Horton Tucker, he left early as well, um, which is not an excuse, I don't think, for this caliber of a team. Um, yes, Iowa State being elite was brief under Fred Hoiberg and a little under Steve Prohm, but that's not an excuse. It's a, it's college basketball. There's one and dones. There's guys that live, leave after sophomore year all the time. And what you had was, I think, a coach in Steve Prohm that did not prepare properly for an obvious transition of Tyrese Halliburton leaving. I think everybody knew he was leaving. And don't get me wrong, I think <clears throat> Tyrese Hunter is going to be a good point guard. I think he will be really good. And I think regardless if Prome stays or goes, the biggest priority is keeping Tyrese Hunter going to Iowa State. Um, I'll give Prome one thing. He is great at finding really good point guards. He was good at that at Murray State. And he's still found very good point guards. Now, obviously, Monte Morris was Fred Hoiberg. But uh, Tyrese Halliburton is has won rookie Western rookie of the month, two months in a row. Um, he's a really solid player. I think Prome can develop. Well, I won't say develop. I think he can find solid point guards. Um, and I think Tyrese Hunter will fall into that line. Um, Regier Bolton, on the other hand, who has been predominantly the point guard this year, has <clears throat> statistically isn't bad, but he does a lot of dumb things. And that's, I think, the biggest difference that me as a fan seeing with Fred Hoiberg. Did we have the most athletic players? Did we have the best players? Maybe not, but we had very smart players that never turned the ball over and didn't do stupid things. Now, don't get me wrong. Abdel Nader, Deontay Burton, they would occasionally do some stupid things, but for the most part, for them, they were almost the opposite of like George Yang and Monte Morris, um, their athleticism carried them to be, you know, really good players, regardless of those dumb decisions. But this year, there was no Monte Morris. There was no George Niang. There was no Matt Thomas, known as Long. No guy to really lead the way and be the smart player and set the example. Solomon Young could have been, but the weirdest thing with guys under Steve Prohm is they get worse, it seems like. Um, Halliburton was already a stud, so I think he kind of just stayed the course. Um, but guys like George Condit, 
guys like uh, Solomon Young, who have been in the program for quite some time. I mean, Solomon was there for five years, and I think he's considerably worse than he was as a freshman and sophomore. And George Condit, that's absolutely no doubt. He is 100% worse than how he was as a freshman even. Um, That shouldn't happen in division. That shouldn't happen anyway. I don't know how a player could play three years under a coach and get worse from high school in Division One basketball. That's kind of crazy to me. Um, and that, I think, is the first red flag with Steve Prohm is pretty much players have gotten worse under him. Jalen Coleman lands um, was a good player, a good addition, but he wasn't a difference maker. Um, towards the end of the season, he started shooting better, which was good to see. Um, honestly, if you ask me, I think Tyler Harris – should have been the point guard the entire season. Um, the one thing about him, is he better than Roger Bolton? Probably not. But does he hustle after everything and not give up? Absolutely. And I think that's just him being a smaller guy. I think that's just, you know, the chip on his shoulder that motivates him to play better. Um, some of the freshmen that I saw this year, um, ugh. I don't have much good to say about any of the freshmen, honestly. Um, Xavier Foster, I was excited for, but obviously he got hurt, which really, I, I think he's a, George Condit is a poor man's Xavier Foster, or who knows? I mean, we only saw him playing a couple games. Xavier Foster had a lot of hype. Um, I was excited to get him, and I hope he sticks with the program next year, regardless of who the coach is. And I think Xavier Foster and Tyree, yeah, Tyrese Hunter could be two solid players to build around. Um, other than that, I think we're going to see a lot of guys transfer. Um, it sucks to see, and I wish the biggest issue, obviously, is Steve Prohm and or his assistant coaches. I think it's the entire staff, frankly, because um, you got to think about Steve Prohm. When he came in, he came with solid players that were already solidified as Iowa State grades. And Fred Hoiberg obviously left, and he still had those players, and they played well. Was it the coaching or was it the players um, that got them to fourth in the nation? I absolutely think it is the players, of course. The late game handling of the situations – by Steve Prohm is terrible. It's possibly the worst I've ever seen out of a Power Five Division One coach. Um, and his record's not bad. Don't get me wrong. Um, Murray State, he was solid. You know, he had a couple years with twenty plus wins, which is always good to see and always, you know. But we also had Matt Thomas, Monte Morris, Nas Long. So really, you could put any other players around them and they'll still be a very solid team um, clearly but what it comes down to is Steve Prohm is not the right man for the job he's not and who could replace him I've heard everyone under the sun Um, I've heard Fred coming back that's not going to happen and frankly you know I don't I know what Fred Hoiberg did for Iowa State and during those times, he gave me some of the best memories of my life. And, you know, we weren't good at football then. 
And, you know, Matt Campbell wasn't around. He was the king. And, you know, we all loved him. And the players he brought in, the biggest, those are some of my favorite players of all time. Um, And some of the best players of all time. That team with the core four of Matt, Naz, George, and Monte, I would take over. I was com- I was confident in every single game we played. And really, that even goes past them, like Royce White when he was there, and we played Kentucky, who had Anthony Davis. I, you know, Kentucky that year was absolutely crazy stacked. But I was confident that we'd at least play with them. And, I mean, we really did for the most part, played pretty good with them. Um, and then we had a bad streak of playing the eventual national champions that would beat us. And then UAB, which is still the worst thing I've ever seen. Um, well, of course, until the Iowa, Iowa state, the punt fumble, um, that was the worst thing I've officially ever seen. But outside of that, just basketball that UAB lost hurt because I really thought, at some point, that team was going to make it to at least a Final Four. Um, I really, really thought they were going to make it, but that's behind us. And then Steve Prohm comes in. And um, I, I don't know. I think he had a lot of success because of Fred Hoiberg. Um, and that's why, don't get me wrong, I would take Fred Hoiberg back in a heartbeat. But being a realistic person, um, after he went to Lincoln, it was pretty obvious he his money runs him. And don't get me wrong, I know it's a job, but money is everything to him. And Nebraska, regardless of their history, has money, and they were willing to pay him a lot of money. And don't get me wrong, I think that's the thing. I don't think we could have both Fred Hoiberg and Matt Campbell. Um, because regardless of what Fred Hoiberg did, Matt Campbell better be the guy that gets paid. And he is the top priority for Iowa State University, Matt Campbell. Um, he, it doesn't matter who our coach is in basketball, frankly, as long as Matt Campbell is still the football coach. That is priority number one, and that will trump every other thing possible. Fred Hoiberg would want too much money. We all know that. And his buyout is crazy. So, to be realistic, who could we get? Um, that's the thing I don't really know. Um, the people I'm going to name are total guesses. Um, there's two guys that I pray for. Well, mainly one guy that I pray for that is unrealistic. So, I just kind of want to start with the unrealistic one. That would be a dream. Um, Chris Beard from Texas Tech. He is young. He is the basketball version of Matt Campbell. He is an absolute stud. And if Chris Beard ended up going to Iowa State, that'd be the greatest thing in the world. That will never happen. Um, First of all, like Fred Hoiberg, he'd be way too much money. Um, And that's not necessarily a bad thing. He obviously deserves it. He's a great coach. But that would be the absolute dream. So to be more realistic and bring it back down to earth, um, the Alabama coach is still a little crazy of a thought um, because he is being so successful at Alabama. Um, He got him up to a two seed. I cannot think of his name for the life of me, Um, but basically he used to coach, I think it was Buffalo. Um, Let me just look him up real quick. But I believe he used to coach Buffalo 
And yeah, Nate Oates. So he used to coach at Buffalo. And when Iowa State played Buffalo, they raised money for his wife, who I believe had cancer. Um, and obviously, you know, that was a really nice gesture by Iowa State. Um, and I think he really, really obviously appreciated it, you know, but I think that made him really like Iowa State. And, you know, he's in Alabama. He's at Alabama, I guess. And Steve Prohm, uh, Steve Prohm's alma mater is Alabama. So there was a while where Steve Prohm was going to be the Alabama coach. And there was a very good chance that Nate Oates would end up going to Iowa State. Um, that obviously didn't happen. It might happen. But um, I think he's having a lot of success at Alabama. And that's another team kind of like Nebraska with Fred Hoiberg. They got money. So that's besides the point. It depends on, you know. And don't get me wrong, he's a young coach. So my priority would be money too. So we'll just see what happens with that. But I don't think that's going to happen. Um Another guy, the UNLV coach right now, TJ Otzelberger, longtime assistant to Fred Hoiberg, um, a pretty good coach um, for an assistant, I mean, and he's had some success with UNLV, but I, I don't know if, I don't know. I can't tell if Otzelberger is going to be, you know, the young the young good coach that's going to come in and you know stay there for quite a while and really make a difference. Um, you know UNLV. It's hard to judge UNLV because of who you know the quality they play against. Um, but he is an obvious choice just because the Fred Hoiberg connection. Um, I think you know obviously the Drake coach. He's having a lot of success. Um, there and they're playing really good basketball and he's obviously right down I-35 um, Darian DeVries he'd be a good coach he'd obviously be a very solid coach um, and he's close to home but um, a couple other guys that uh, I think could have a chance um, let me just see right here um, a couple names that stick out to me. Uh, there's a lot of assistants in the Big Twelve. Um, there's Jerome Tang from Baylor, um, who's Scott Drew's top assistant. Um, Ulrich Malagi from Texas Tech. Um, he's apparently one of the upcoming uh, assistant coaches, and Jarens Howard from Kansas. Uh, Basically, obviously, he's from Kansas, and he's their best recruiter. So, you know, Kansas gets some pretty good players. Um, a couple other guys, you know, a former assistant, Matt Abdel-Messi. I don't want him at all. <laughs> I I don't care. I, I know he was Fred Hoiberg's top assistant or, you know, up there, but I don't like him. I really don't like him as a person mainly. <laughs> um Kevin Kruger, UNLV, you know, obviously that's the assistant coach for TJ. Um, Jai Lucas, I've actually heard of um, from Kentucky. I mean, obviously I've heard of these guys, but this guy, I remember him playing. Um, he was a former McDonald's All-American and former Texas player. Um, he'd be a solid, you know, assistant coach. Um, 
you know, there's all kinds of assistant coaches everywhere. Um, another guy that I think would be a kind of steal is Brian Michelson from Gonzaga. Um, he's played there, he's coached there, and he's worked his way. Um, he's worked his way to a key role, obviously, on that Gonzaga team, who's number one in the nation. Um, I think he'd be a solid, solid, you know, coach to get. Um, but back on kind of the Steve Prome thing, um, what happens if we keep him? After a 2-21 and 21 season, I find it difficult for him to keep a job. Um, you know, a lot of people are saying the COVID year, this, that, and the other thing. But guess what? Every single team, every single coach has deal, had to deal with COVID and teams are doing just fine. Um, so that excuse, I think, is kind of a petty excuse. Xavier Foster injury hurt, but does it really change many games? Not really. Um, and don't get me wrong. Steve Prohm against Baylor had some close games and honestly probably should have beat Baylor. West Virginia, he paid, played close both games. Texas Tech slaughtered us both games. <laughs> um Oklahoma, they played all right. Texas, they played all right. Um, the thing is, every single game was the exact same game. I swear, I was watching the same game over and over again. Um, what happened was, Iowa State would pretty much get down by 20 points right off the bat. Um, and then they'd make a sort of comeback, get it within, you know, 8 or 10 Right before half, um, you know, three seconds left. There's a last-second shot by the other team that would put us down by, like, 10. And then we'd come back out. We'd get down. They'd go on, like, a 10-0 run. The other team, Iowa State, get down by 20. And then Iowa State would slowly come back, come back, but it'd be too little too late. Um, or, you know they start to come back, they take the lead maybe, they tie it up with three minutes left, and then three minutes left, actually seven minutes in, they wouldn't score for five minutes. Um, they do some of the dumbest things you've ever seen. Uh, when it comes to Iowa State, well, mainly, I guess, Steve Prome, when it shows, you know, the big key situations where coaching is obviously, you know, the difference between a win and a loss, he failed miserably. And I also blame Roger Bolton. Um, I also blame every player, actually. Um, Solomon Young, I really blame. Um, you can't really put the blame on one player because they were all just so terrible. Um, and yet they would have little streaks where they looked all right. And that's the thing with Steve Prome. It's sort of Fred Hoiberg-ish with the live and die by the three. But you add on turnovers. You add on rebounds that we would get slaughtered on. Um, that's the difference of the game. And Prome is sort of hard-headed and will not change his ways, regardless of the situation, regardless of the record, regardless of the players. He doesn't give a shit. That's how it's going to be. The assistants do absolutely nothing. They are a big, big reason that Prome is not being having much success. 
They don't do anything. They don't do their job. But prom doesn't say anything to them. So they're getting paid to sit there and get free tickets, essentially, to games. Um, I don't know what the hell his assistants do. If someone could inform me, I'd be really curious. They don't do anything. And frankly, they're a waste of space and they suck. <laughs> and if I was Prome, I'd be a little angry because he's going to take all the heat. But Prome is a good guy. I'll give him that. He's a great person. Um, he's a really nice guy. But I don't care if you're the nicest guy in the world. I don't care who you are, what you do. I want wins. Bobby Knight was an asshole, but he won. And guess what? He's one of the best damn coaches there's been. I don't care if the guy's an asshole. I want to win. And that's what I, that's the only thing I care about. And that's the only thing any fan cares about. I've never met Steve Prohm, but I heard he's a nice guy. But he doesn't win. Okay, next guy comes in. Oh, he's an asshole. I'll probably still never meet him. And if he gets wins, W's are W's. I don't give a shit. Um, this is unacceptable. I think it was Chicago State and some other freaking team I've never heard of. Um, that's not acceptable. In any program, um, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. We haven't won since, well, we haven't won a conference game in over a year. We haven't won a single basketball game since we were driving back from the uh, from the Big 12 championship. That's a long time. That's a long time. Um, and it's, it's at a point where if they keep prone, I don't know why. Uh, I hope they have a backup plan. I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> um, I heard one funny rumor. You know, there's all obviously with coaching changes or potential changes. There's rumors everywhere. Um, I heard a funny one that um, we're going to keep prone one more year. Bill Self's contract is going to be off up next year, and we're going to get Bill Self. Yeah, right. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'd be totally down for that, but. Um, you know, when the allegations against Kansas come out, that would be Iowa State's luck. We'll get Bill Self, and then two weeks later, the allegations come out, and then he'll have to resign. So, Nebraska better hang on tight to Fred Hoiberg because I think Freddie is going to Kansas. If it doesn't get better at Nebraska, which I think they are improving, um, I don't – freaking care honestly but prove i think they might keep them and i think freddie might stick around but if they keep sucking and kansas is open and obviously if kansas has interest he's leaving for kansas any second of the week uh that didn't make any sense <laughs> any second of the day whatever they're both time frames. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about all this talk about steve prom and iowa state gets me all flustered um but Tomorrow they play they play Oklahoma, um, playing game of the Big Twelve Championship tournament. Whatever we are, the reigning champions because COVID happened. But um, I I hope they put up a good effort. Um, Oklahoma's got the best of them, obviously. Both games, um, 
the last game they're down by 20 and they came back. Um, I don't know. If Steve Prohm wins two games, does that save his job? Is his job already done? Um, I don't know. And I think the only person that knows the answer to that is Jamie Pollard. And I think, you know, Prohm does deserve a – not to just be fired, bam, leave the team immediately. Um, I think obviously – well – they're obviously letting him coach in the Big 12 tournament um, regardless. And I, I and I thought they were going to. I mean, you can't fire a guy midseason during the COVID, but also for recruiting. And I think that is priority number one, is keeping Tyrese Hunter to come. Because we have another scholarship spot open, and obviously transfers might happen. But uh, he is the priority, absolutely the priority Tyrese Hunter is. Um, But I think when it comes down to it, I think think Prohm will either step down. uh, I think he's going to step down because I think he really does – like Iowa State, he appreciates everything Iowa State's done for him. And, you know, we appreciate what he's done – before these last two years. (laughs) Um, Regardless if it was the players or the coaching, you know, we were fourth in the nation and he was a part of that. And, you know, two Big 12 championships. So, you know, you got to give credit where credit's due, but that's about all I can give Steve Prohm. Um, He's a decent recruiter. I think he'd be a really good assistant coach. Or, you know, like a Murray State head coach again, kind of that lower-level basketball. Um, But I I hope we move on from him. I really do. Um, I can't do another season of this. And Prohm's showed enough in-game coaching failures to make it pretty obvious that he's not the guy. (laughs) And... Thank God for Steve Prohm and thank God for Iowa State fans that football was really successful last year and a blast to watch um, because you take away the football season and we go three and seven in football and then have two wins in basketball. Ames might burn down to the ground and I might be taking my fan talents to somewhere else. <laughs> um, I want it, but. It's an interesting thing happening in Ames. It's a difficult situation. Um, it's it's uncomfortable, I'm sure, for players, coaches, and Jamie Pollard and any big wigs at Iowa State. Um, I think some of the donors have already stated their interest in moving on from Steve Prohm, which I do not blame them. And this year, I think, was the nail in the coffin. Um I don't know how you can go two and twenty-one and not win a single conference game after a not very successful last year. I know Halliburton got hurt, but they still weren't, you know, killing it. Um, I, I don't think you can keep a guy like that. Um, and then I think, you know, obviously once Prome, you know, might, you know, if Prome does get fired or steps down, we're going to see a lot of guys transfer. And it's going to be a rebuilding process. But hopefully 
two of those building blocks are Xavier Foster and Tyrese Hunter. Um, Cause I really, really think he's going to be a hell of a player and he might be a one and done um, might leave after sophomore year. I don't know. I'd love him to stay four years, but obviously if he stays four years, that means he might not be that successful. Um, but you know, that being said, we've had some very, very good players stay for quite a few years. Um, but that being said, I guess tomorrow we will watch the game, you know, and I hope you're still watching the Cyclones no matter how ugly it is and how stupid it is and how goddamn annoying it is. But that's, you know, that's a part of being an Iowa State fan. And just remember, we have football. Matt Campbell saved the university after Fred Hoiberg left. <laughs> um, but anyway... I'm going to, you know, try to start doing this once a week. You can find me on Spotify in the Beer Guts Sports Network. Um, I'll also upload this onto our website, www.beergutssportsnetwork.com. Um, we're going to start kind of doing this. Each individual is going to kind of do our own little podcast thing. Kramer just came out with his. It's a lot shorter than mine, but I had a lot of stuff to say, and I know half of mine was just rambling about bullshit (laughs) and reminding you how much your basketball team sucks ass. But that being said, thank you for tuning in to the first episode of – I didn't even name this. Well, there'll be a name on it. (laughs) I'm going to name it eventually. I didn't think of that at all. Um, I was stakey. Iowa Stakey, Cyclowns. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, we will think of that logo or name soon. But anyway, I'm babbling now. Thank you for tuning in. Um, you know, go Cyclones. And just remember, when lose, we still booze. Have a good night. <laughs>